Welcome to the Scrap Happier Podcast, where we share quick tips, tricks, and techniques to help you create scrapbooks you love and be happier while doing it. I'm your host, Alice Bull. Welcome everyone to today's episode of the Scrap Happier Podcast. I am so excited because we have a special guest joining us today, and it's one of our instructors for the Scrap Smarter Experience. Welcome, Sarah Scraps. Thank you so much for having me today, Alice. I am so glad that you're here, and I think everyone would like to know a little bit more about your journey with scrapbooking. I think we have a few parallels in our story, so I can't wait to hear more about that. But like, why did you start scrapbooking? How did you get into it in the first place? And then how did you transition into teaching? Kind of tell us everything, Sarah. Okay, sure. So I was always a huge picture taker. I was that person at the parties that just walked around snapping photos and barely talked to anybody. Uh, And I would always get so, so excited when it was time to go and get your film developed. Children these days, they don't understand the thrill of like picking up film from the pharmacy. In fact, I remember one time uh, driving, I had picked up a new roll of film. I just gotten developed at the pharmacy and I was on my way from the pharmacy to my first, uh, my job and I got pulled over and got my first speeding ticket because I was in such a hurry to get to my job before my shift started and look at my pictures that I had just picked up at the pharmacy. Oh my God, that's so funny. (laughs) It's like the scrapbooking speeding ticket or the photography related speeding ticket, but like, oh, that's good. Fast forward a little bit, I got married in 1998, and uh, one night we were at dinner with uh, the best man from our wedding, and I was talking to his wife, and I was telling her how I always take pictures and things like that, and she goes, oh my goodness, you have to do this, and she took me over to this little like closet in her house, and she opened the door, and she introduced me to Creative Memories Scrapbooks. I talked her into having a show because I wanted to buy stuff and I was totally okay with her making money off of me buying stuff, but I didn't, I was still, you know, I was still young and still not like into like hospitality really well. And I was a little nervous about like having my own party. So I talked her into having one for me. Um, So we have one at her house and I was hooked. I continued to buy and that's how I started scrapbooking and I just went that route. And then the consultant I purchased stuff for years later. So this is probably, uh, maybe trying to think how old my youngest was. He was born in 2006. So it was probably 2008, 2009. He was still quite young when the consultant that I had been buying from and buying from and buying from, she came to me and she said, I'm going to quit. I need to quit. She was going back to school. She was going and starting a new job. She said, I am going to quit. And uh, she said, when I quit, I want to give you, if you want to sign up to be a consultant, I will give you my business contacts. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. (laughs) So she did. She kind of retired. She, from the, from being a creative memories consultant and all of her customers, she gave them my name. She gave them my address. I signed up as a consultant and I was in my happy place from 2009 to about 2013. Um, I was not a normal creative memories consultant. This is where the teaching comes in. Okay. I want to (laughs) hear. Yeah. So what I would do is I wasn't selling product 
I would sell kits to make things. And so I'd put together kits and I'd put together projects. And then I would rent um, conference rooms at hotels or I would have, um, if it was a smaller group, I'd have it in my house and I'd hold crops. And part of the crop was always a class where I would teach them how to do something. It's so funny that your story looks like that because my first foray into teaching and doing stuff was with close to my heart and I wasn't the typical consultant. I didn't like to go to parties and pressure people into hosting parties. So I set my whole business model up around having workshops at my house. And so we had groups that came on a regular basis for seven months of the year and I hosted multiple groups. So it's so funny that we kind of both had the atypical way of presenting something like that. Yes, I was a rebel. The other thing I did was um, I would show people things like Tim Holmes' Distress Inc. And... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> things like that, and I'd incorporate those elements in with you know my classes too. So I definitely was like a rebel creative memories consultant. I think that's fun though. So then eventually you transitioned out of creative memories and started doing online stuff. Kind of what did that period look like for you? Okay, so creative memories went they went bankrupt. And initially they kind of fired us all, but then they didn't. It was very, very like a lot of upheaval, but I didn't like where they were heading. I didn't like the new incarnation of how they were putting it together. Like they changed their name and did all kinds of weird stuff. And uh, so I just let my consultantship by the wayside and, and I kind of went, oh, okay, now what do I do? Because this is what I'm passionate about. This is what I really like. And so that kind of led me to online. And around this same time, my brother got me really interested in podcasts. So I started listening to podcasts. At that time, I actually had a secular job. I was a home health aide for an amount of time during that period. That was like kind of like my skill set, secondary kind of job thing. I used to listen to podcasts, you know, on my way to work and back home. And sometimes if I was uh, taking care of a person's house or whatever. And I caught or discovered the Scrap Gals podcast. And the, one of the first or one of the second uh, episodes I ever listened to, there was an interview with Hannah Lemieux. She had, this was a little after she had set up Crafty Maven Getaway. And that was it. I was hooked. I got home. I got on my laptop. I found the Crafty Maven Getaway. I watched like hours of videos. And, um, Looking back on it now, it's so funny because Hannah Lemieux is like one of my dearest scrapbooking friends now. <laughs> That's amazing that that came out of that. <laughs> yeah, she's, yeah, it's so funny to look back now and be like, whoa. That was weird. <laughs> but yeah, um, that's how I started. That was where, that's how I discovered like online and, and what you could do online scrapbooking wise. That's so cool. Yeah, I love the Scrap Gals podcast and Tiffany and Tracy are just hilarious. Um, I, I even had Tracy, she came to one of the um, Scrap Happy reunions that we hosted and she was our featured instructor. Her classes were so good. <laughs> so it's been a lot of fun. Now that you've been teaching because you, you teach online and how did that kind of start? Like, tell us Tell us, like, where, where do people find you and, like, how do they, like, what what have you done with your online teaching? Okay, so um, I 
knew kind of immediately that once I kind of got the hang of the online community, so once I got into a couple of Facebook groups and I got into um, uh, an Instagram account and Facebook and, and um, Jody from Spiegel Mom's Graphs kind of discovered me and said, I love your stuff. I want you to guest design for me. And again, that little guest design stint turned into an amazing friendship. And now I actually like write her newsletter and work with her at her business, I knew I wanted to teach. So once I kind of had a kind of following, I was like, okay, the next thing I need to do that I wanted to do was get the hang of YouTube videos. So I did that. I learned all the ropes and and how to go about doing it. And once I had kind of streamlined that, I knew how to record it. I knew what I needed to do. I enlisted my brother, who is a graphic designer, and um, he helped me and taught me, and we launched a website. So I launched my first class two years ago now. My class did okay. It was doing okay. But after a couple of years of having uh, of having that upkeep of a website, uh, I just started in August kind of streamlining and cutting back my website to where it will just be a blog. And I was mm-hmm. invited to launch YouTube Perks, which if you haven't seen anyone with that kind of a platform it's brand new to youtube they just launched it in fact i'm one of the beta testers for it that's cool yeah it is really cool it's so cute funny when you're like loading stuff in and looking at stuff and and it's like sorry this is like it says beta tester on it and i'm like oh (laughs) (laughs) so i just launched uh, a membership through my youtube channel and it's awesome and amazing i have had um the members that have already signed up. So I launched it on Friday and today's Sunday. And I've gotten so many messages just in the last 48 hours telling me how awesome the content was and how how cool it is to be able to be on the same platform as YouTube but have these extra classes that you can kind of add to your subscription. Sarah, I'm so excited for you. And I'm so glad that you're telling us about this because I really hadn't heard about this YouTube perks thing so I'm excited to hear more. It's a fun adventure. And it's really, I mean, it was so, I am I love it already. Like I'm like two, three days in of like loading content, figuring out what I'm doing every month for um, my members. And I, I'm really enjoying the process of like creating and brainstorming these ideas for the extra content that I can provide my members. So it's really, it's a really cool thing. And I can set the price points and I kept it quite budget friendly because I don't want anyone to have to, you know, forgo their monthly kit club so they can see more YouTube videos from me or anything like that. So budget friendly so that you can uh, still afford all the scrappy goodies. That's very nice. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. I'm a big fan of scrappy goodies. So I kept the price points uh, low so that it's really affordable for anyone who would be interested in hopping in and getting some extra content. So speaking of teaching, you're actually one of our instructors for the Scrap Smarter Experience. And can you give us like a little sneak peek intro as to what you're going to be teaching us as part of this event? So if you don't know anything about me, if you've never heard of me before, uh, something that you will uh, catch on very quickly is that stamping is my jam. I stamp on scrapbook pages all the time. In fact, it's unusual for me to have a 
scrapbook page where there isn't some kind of stamping on it. So for my class, I decided to take the idea of just using some stamps and white cardstock and some inks and creating uh, layouts that are um, still have contrast, still have movement and flow, still have texture, but are stamp driven. So these designs are driven by the stamps or the stamp set that you have. And the class is called Amp Up Your Stamping. I'm gonna be scrapbooking and sharing photos of my guitar playing teen boys. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And I think that this is such a good topic because one thing I know is that people like to buy stamps and people find amazing stamps. But often the one thing I hear from scrapbookers is that stamping is a challenge for them. They, they buy the stamps, but then they forget to use them or they just don't know how to incorporate that into their design. So I'm excited that you're going to be sharing more about that with us during this event. Oh, another part of the class that I'll mention too is that in the beginning, I the first 15 minutes or so of the of the video class is me just telling giving you like tips and tricks of what kind of stamps to buy, how to buy them. When you find a, a stamp that you love, how do you know that you know, how can you tell, yes, the stamp will work or no, this is adorable, but I'm never going to put it on a scrapbook page. Those are the kinds of things I think that scrapbookers face. Stamps are adorable, but not every stamp is going to be good for scrapbooking. Oh, that's really good. That's going to be a good part for sure. I just wonder, like, what inspires you to scrapbook? Like, why do you do the scrapbooking that you do? I'm going to say there's a there's a couple reasons. Can I have two? Yeah, for the sure. The first one is um, because I love pretty paper. So, you know, and I love stamping and inking. So part of it is just the fun of it, just the fun of creating pages. And then as I've grown, grown older and um, lived, I've discovered the importance of um, writing down your stories. Uh, but my maternal grandparents lived with me in my house and I cared for them until they both passed away. They lived with our family for 10 years. After they passed away, I had tons of stories and tons of things that they had told me about their childhood and photographs, lots and lots of photographs. And so I kind of became really focused on telling those stories because um, they were things that maybe my kids don't know, or they were things that even other members of my family don't know. So I started I did archival things to preserve my photo, to preserve the photos so that nothing happens to them. But then I kind of have been slowly but surely digitizing them and scrapbooking them with my pretty paper and my beautiful, you know, and the journaling and the stories and, and things like that. So that's kind of like a deeper scrapbooking project. But then I also have my like toddler's notebooks about the time we went to the zoo and I took pictures of all the animals. So I kind of go both ways a little bit there. Well, I think that's a really good way to get a really good cross section of your life, right? To have those stories that kind of show you where you come from and to have the stories that show you where you are now, like what your life is like and what you've be kind of become and what your family, where your family is going. So I think that's a great cross section. Thank you. With topics that you scrapbook, like is it's it's daily life stuff and it's stories with your boys and different things like that. 
are there topics that you avoid with scrapbooking as well, or you kind of just get into everything? Uh, there are not topics that I avoid, but there are topics that I kind of put a pin in and I might have the story or I might have the photo, but I give myself some distance from it if it's something that's tough. Um, I give myself some distance so that when I sit down to do the journaling about the harder things in life, like my oldest son's struggles with autism or um, you know, some of the, the tough stories in my life, those kinds of stories, uh, I just, I give myself space. I think it's important to give yourself some headspace and kind of step back from those stories for a little bit. And then when you're ready to write them down, you'll be surprised how much kind of easier and how much more clarity you have to be able to really coherently and honestly get your thoughts, your emotions, or how you feel about certain stories down. So I definitely think there is the need for me to take a step back and give myself some time from that story. That's like the perfect answer, honestly. I think having time between you and this sensitive topic gives you perspective. So in some ways, like as long as you have like the details and the the info that you need, having that perspective kind of helps you tell the story in a way that you really want to. Sometimes if you're too close to that situation and it's too raw, sometimes you don't actually have the perspective of how this affects your life over time and overall. So thank you so much for sharing that with me because I think that that's something that people also struggle with is what do you do? Like you, they don't necessarily want to edit their stories and say, oh, I only scrap a good things. Like we want to be like realistic and tell the hard things, but sometimes it's just a little too hard at this point in time. Yeah, that's very true. So Sarah, one thing that I really like to do is start my layouts with some sort of prompt. And it's just a way to kick off a scrapbook page. Do you have a prompt that you could share for everyone so that they can go out and be inspired by something and create a layout too? Okay, I have one. When you have some time, just get a pen and a notebook. Don't get anything fancy scrapbooking wise. And write down a story about something that either your grandparents or if you, you know, if your grandparents passed away before you were born or if, anything like that, you know that there are words of wisdom. There is a story someone has told you that has impacted you. It's the one that is popping in your head right now. That's the one. Write that one down so that you have it saved. And don't worry about the photos because the photos can come later. You can always find, um, you know, even just a quote card from Pinterest or, you know, something to scrapbook that story with. We get that story down because as you get older, especially like I'm 41 and I'm kind of feeling this now. As you get older, you want those. Those are the kinds of things that other people want to read. Definitely. They love to know what you're reading. They love to know what you're binge watching on Netflix. But when you were like, you know, I'll just give you an example. When the first time I ever rode a roller coaster, I was with my grandmother. And when we went to this specific roller coaster and she told me this whole story about the first time that she rode the roller coaster. And I must have been seven or eight. And for whatever reason, one day I'm cleaning my floor and that story popped into my head. And I'm like, oh, 
I need to write that down. <laughs> so I did. And you know what? It was nothing for me to Google an image of the roller coaster and type up the story and make it into a scrapbook page. So find find those stories. Those stories that at this point only you really know and write them down. Oh my gosh, that's actually giving me goosebumps right now because that's so impactful. And I think by having that example, right? Like sometimes we're like, oh, how do we tell stories about our grandparents? Like it can be something like that, especially when you make those connections. Like, oh my gosh, that is such a good prompt. I hope everybody does that. And if you go and scrapbook a page inspired by this, then use hashtag scrap happier podcast on Instagram so we can all see your pages. Yes, that would be awesome. I'll go online today and I'll follow that hashtag too. Sarah, what is your best tip for creating scrapbook pages that you love? Don't get bored. That sounds crazy, but it happens. Mix it up. If you start to feel like what you're doing is um, you're doing it robotically, Okay, I always put my photo here. Okay, I always put my paper here. Okay, I always put this there. Switch up your size. Don't do anything drastic, but if you scrapbook 12 by 12, get yourself an 8.5 by 11 sheet of paper and move it over. It's amazing what doing something that simple can do to your creativity. Like just uh, shake it up a little bit. It doesn't always involve new products. It doesn't always involve new things. Sometimes it's just as simple as you have fallen into like you always put your your elements on the same in the same spot on every page and you're kind of doing it robotically or you're doing it from routine. It's important to um, not get bored because what you're documenting is important and you want to document it. So I always say change it up, change up. And the easiest way to do it is to change up the size of what you're working on. That is such a good tip. Can you tell us where people can find you online, Sarah? Primarily, you can find me on YouTube. Uh, My YouTube channel is called Sarah Scraps. That's my jam. YouTube is my jam. I mean, between the new membership that I'm launching, but even my channel beforehand, that was always kind of where you could find a lot of my content. You can also find me on Instagram and I have a Facebook page, same Sarah Scraps. I'm also the admin and co-creator of the Rediscover Your Stash Facebook group. We have over, wow, like 1,200 members there now. So we have a nice group of girls there. Everyone is really kind and sweet and that's a great community. If you've never Uh, ventured into a Facebook scrapbooking community before that we have a really great one at Rediscover Your Stash, the Facebook group. You'll find links to everything in the show notes. It's easy just to click over and access everything that you heard about during this episode. Thank you so much, Sarah Scraps, for being part of the Scrap Happier podcast today. I am really excited about Sarah's class, Amp Up Your Stamping, as part of the Scrap Smarter experience. This event will take place online August 21st to 23rd and features 10 amazing instructors. We have Vicki Booten, Victoria Marie, Tracy Reed, Tajiana Gordon, Shamel, Sarah Scraps, Lael Conkar, Christina Sorge, Janet from RTS, and Catherine Pooler. The keynote speaker for this event is Stacey Julian. 
and we also have some really fun prizes, including a grand prize worth over $250 from Scrapbooking Cards Today magazine. Everything is taking place online and you'll have access to the full replays for 18 months. You can register for the Scrap Smarter experience until August 21st of 2020. Go to scraphappy.org slash scrapsmarter and you guessed it, that link will be in the show notes. If you enjoyed today's episode, I think you'll enjoy what we have coming up. So be sure to subscribe to the podcast. I'm your host, Alice Bull, and I hope that today's prompt and tip of the day will help you scrap happier. Scrap happier.